Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Genesis 15 through 16. Today we are going to see faith and failure. And it's a good time for us to note as we read through the Bible, we are only going to see one perfect human example, and that is Jesus Christ. Everyone else in the Bible is still guilty of sin. And even the people that we see mentioned in Hebrews 11 as great examples of faith, they don't always do what is right. They don't always act in that faith. And that's where it's good for us. We need to look at the Bible and see God gives us things that are good examples and God gives us things that are bad examples. And of course, we don't limit the Bible to that. It's not as if that's all that the Bible is. Hey guys, here's some good examples and here's some bad examples. So, Listen to those and have a better life. That's not all that the Bible is, but those things are in the Bible. And if we try to act like, well, we don't want to look at the Old Testament and just you know follow good examples and avoid bad examples, well, then we're missing part of what God intends. Because think again of Hebrews 11. God points out the faith of these people as good examples. God uses the failure even often of the Israelites, even in the New Testament, as a bad example. So that's a lot of what we will be looking at today, but we will also be seeing what this says about God as well. Uh, basically, our two chapters today would break down. Chapter 15 is an incredible moment of faith, and chapter 16 is a moment of failure. Uh, Let's start by spending some time in chapter 15. It starts by saying, after these things. Now, we just read chapter 14, and Abram going on kind of this conquest rescue mission to save his nephew Lot. And he comes back, and he refuses to be rewarded by the king of Sodom. He offers something to Melchizedek. And it's after all of this that the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, fear not, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. So this is the first time we see that command, fear not, in the Bible. And you can maybe imagine uh, why Abram would be afraid. I was promised a great nation. I was promised um, that this land would be mine, and I still have no descendant, and I'm having to rescue my nephew from these uh, enemies. This isn't maybe going so great. And God says, fear not. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. And Abram kind of goes on to say, um, well, how's that going to work out, God? Because I I don't have a child and my heir is Eliezer of Damascus. Uh, you've given me no offspring and a member of my household will be my heir. And then look at what God says to him in verse four. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. Now, remember, at this time, Abram has no son, and he's been waiting for a son for a long time, years and years, and he is now still going to be waiting for a son for years and years. This is 
information that does not match what Abram is currently seeing in his circumstances. Abraham is looking at his circumstances and he is there childless and he has been for a while. God is saying, hey, I am going to give you a a son. It's likely been over a decade since Abram's kind of received this promise and still a decade over a decade away from having this son. But look at how it all ends. God says, not only is he going to have a son, he says, look toward heaven and number the stars if you are able to number them. So shall your offspring be. So God is telling something to Abram that really defies the circumstances, something that seems unbelievable. This man who has no child is not only going to have a child, his descendants are going to be like the stars. How does Abram respond to that? Verse 6, and he believed the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. Now, this is where I want us to note, this is actually an important verse there. Genesis 15, 6. This is incredibly important because it tells us something very important about salvation and it also tells us something important about the Christian life. This verse is referenced in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 4, as Paul is making his argument that we are saved not by works but by faith. And it says in Romans 4, 3, for what does the scripture say? Abram believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. So he quotes here from Genesis 15. He goes on to say in Romans 4, 4, Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. So we we see Paul making this argument. And that's where we need to understand where does salvation come? Not through our works. It comes through faith in response to God. But we also see in Romans 4 that this faith is is not merely the instrument of our justification, although it is. It really should shape our whole lives. It talks about Abram, and it goes on to discuss circumcision, circumcision, and it says the purpose was to make him, Abraham, the father of all who believe without being circumcised, so that righteousness would be counted to them as well, and to make him the father of the circumcised who are not merely circumcised, but also walk in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. So the Christian life is about walking in the footsteps of faith. That is a very important thing. Think of what Romans says in the beginning where it quotes from Habakkuk, the righteous shall live by faith. So you are saved by faith, but also this is now the pattern for your life, Christian. You look at what God says and you say, I'm going to believe that. I believe God. And you need to realize that many times what God says is not going to match what you see in your circumstances. It's not like God's just saying, hey, two plus two is two. And you're like, yeah, obviously. He's telling Abram, you're going to have a son. You're going to be a great nation. God, that's not what it's looking like. And that will be the test of your Christian life. Will you believe the promises of God even when it doesn't necessarily look like that is what is happening? There is a great lesson of faith for us. If we think then, always, now, obviously there's a lot of unique things going on here with Abram and the Abrahamic covenant, but a couple always things that we see here is 
God is a promise keeping God. Because then the rest of the chapter, it goes on really to describe this covenant that God makes with Abram. And the rest of the chapter really is showing this sign of the covenant. If you're wondering what is going on with all these animals, why are they being cut in half? That's kind of bloody and gruesome. Well, that was a way that they would seal a covenant. And one thing you should note is uh, usually the, the custom was that the two people making the covenant would walk between these animals together. Here, only one walks through the animals, and it is God. And it is God who makes this promise. God is a promise keeping God. That's an always principle. Another always principle is not related to God, but our response to that is we are to trust God's word. God is calling you today to live by faith. What are the promises you need to look to in God's word today and say, man, this doesn't feel like what my circumstances are right now, but I believe God. I believe in what God is saying. One verse that came to my mind as I was reading this passage was Romans 8 saying, God, give me faith in in some of the things that it says in Romans 8, like you will work all things together for good. And if you've given us your son, how will you not also with him give us all things and nothing can separate us from your love. Give me the confidence in those promises that Abram had in, in this promise that you gave him that he would have a son. So that's one of the main things I want you to see here and apply today. I mean, ask yourself specifically, what are the promises of God I need to believe today that even maybe my circumstances will tempt me to not believe? My circumstances will tempt me to fear, but I need to fear not because of these promises of God. Again, we don't want to take this passage and make it mean whatever you want it to mean. We want to say, God keeps his promises. What are God's promises in his word to me? And how can I believe those? And I want you to start seeing that bigger picture of how the Bible highlights faith as such a critical thing in the Christian life. But like I said, we're talking about faith and failure. And we get into the failure in chapter 16 with this whole incident with Sarai and Hagar. And here we see a classic example of how what looks to be a shortcut becomes a a detour. And this whole idea of, well, hey, God's promised us a son. Maybe the son is going to come through uh, my servant. And we see this is a deviation from God's plan for marriage. This is this is wrong on so many levels. And what we're going to see, even as we continue to read Exodus, is it's not going to create good things in the family dynamic for Abraham. It's not going to create good things for the descendants of these People, this was not a good thing, and there will be bad consequences of that. And that's where it's good for us to note that example. It's good for us to say, hey, Abram deviated, and eh, that wasn't a good thing. He didn't act in faith here. One thing to notice, uh, chapter 15 talks about him uh, believing in the word of God. Uh, Chapter 16, it, it says that... Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. So here, instead of listening to the word of God, he's listening to the voice of his wife. And this passage makes me think of Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. This seems to be exhibit A of what does it look like to lean on your own understanding? What Abram and Sarai did here. They're leaning on their own understanding and you will be tempted to do the same. Being honest in this situation will cost me too much. No, trust God. Believe God and tell 
the truth. Or there could be all kinds of situations where like, I know this is what God would want me to do, but this seems a little bit easier. Those shortcuts will become detours. So beware of those today. One other thing to note here uh, in this passage that I think might be particularly encouraging, especially if you feel like, man, I am being mistreated. I am being uh, treated unfairly, unjustly by someone else. There's something here that should really encourage you at the end of this passage. When you look at what goes on, they basically get Hagar to flee. And so now she is is running away, but God tells her to return to Sarai. And he makes a promise actually to Hagar about a, a future for her son, Ishmael, and even that she should call her son Ishmael. But then we see her response. Verse 13 of chapter 16, it says, So she called the name She called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, you are a God of seeing. What what a beautiful thing. And then it goes on to say, for she said, truly here, I have seen him who looks after me. And this, I think, is especially encouraging if you are being treated unjustly and you're being treated unjustly by someone who should be looking after you. Abram and Sarai should be taking care of Hagar. She's their servant, but they are mistreating her. And there will be times where you are mistreated by someone who should be taking care of you. And there's encouragement here. There is a God who sees. And I don't know if that speaks to some of you today. And that's just encouraging to know, man, even in this difficult situation that I am in, there is a God who sees and we can worship the God who sees. So as we read through the Old Testament, we will see some good examples. We will see some bad examples. And even sometimes within the same person, we will see both faith and failure. May we be encouraged by the faith of Abram and may we be warned by his failure today. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.